Welcome back to the Anarchist Monastery in the beautiful city of York, the capital of the north of England. I'm Daniel Roy Connolly. And I'm Hugh Bernays. So I was in London. I think I, we spoke a little bit about London last time. And, and yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. Blood on and how the, you um, got the job. How I got the job, that's right. And yeah, the yeah, blood yeah. on the With the, the Austrian, submission. was it the Austrian Prime Minister? The Austrian Herr Kreisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was the man. Yeah, uh, yeah. No idea what So he, that's where we got up to. You're in London and right. you're, what, 20? I'm 19. I'm then, I'm sort of 17, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I photocopy, do a pretty good job, a lot of photocopying for a number of years. and With they, a pin? With the pin? They, with a, exactly, exactly, you remember, no pins. Yeah, yeah, the sleeping beauty syndrome. And they were going to, I found out about my first posting and I was going to be posted to Bonn in Germany when I'm, when I was like, 20, just just over the age of 20, they were going to post me to Bonn. Yeah, now, was that something you volunteered for, posting, they, they, or was it going yeah. to happen to you anyway? No, that's part of the diplomatic life. It's going to happen so to you, you anyway. So you signed up for that when you got the job? Correct. That's what the job was. And that's part of the foreign office life or the diplomatic life? Um, there's sort of one, the, the, the foreign office hosts the diplomatic service, and the diplomatic service exists overseas as well. Right, so, so the right, foreign office right. would be the, the, the central. So, and you, they obviously moving staff around. You're a, you're a foreign, all the time. But at this point, you're a foreign office office boy. I'm a exactly. I'm a, or just a foreign office boy, basically. So I've done. I've done oh, this. I hope you weren't a foreign office boy. You're a foreign office office boy. I had no money whatsoever. I was broke. I was so broke. Oh. I, all I ate was potatoes. What, was, I, what all, was the weekly wage? My first wage packet was, I think, like about two hundred pounds a month. And and I rented a house. I had a house and I shared with four other That's people. That's £50 a week in 1983, £80? 1984. £50 a week in 1984. Yeah, it was, I was living in London. And you were living in London. Yeah, I just turned 18, living in London. And you weren't being, you couldn't save on £50 a week. I could only afford like rent and potatoes, which I, which, which I made chips from. I had a ah. chip pan. And on very special occasions, uh, rent and potatoes and... Spe- uh, French fries, special occasions. Um, the oh, s- chips, the not chip, potatoes. Yeah. No, I won't po- have potatoes no, anymore. Posh I'm chips. going to have chips instead. Posh chips for <laughs> special occasions. Yeah, and that was your birthday present to yourself. <sighs> it was one of them. Yeah, yeah, and when you ran out of money and you mm. got in yourself a little bit of a hole, you really, really needed something. But every now and again, I mean, you can't just... If you're living hand-to-mouth on £50 a week... I was. Yeah, you're going to meet times when you need more than that. I, yeah, I do. The rainy day money. It was difficult. Didn't have so, any. could you ask your parents for it? Was your father still alive? He was. Yeah, he? he was alive, but he was disabled at that yeah, point. Yeah, so, and was, so you couldn't ask your mother. Was no she money. was working. There was no money. There was no money. Your mother was working. Yep, she was out cleaning people's houses. And did you ever ask? Actually, her Actually, maybe help? not at that point. She was a nurse, I think, at that point. Right. Did you ever ask her for help? Financial. Um, no, because I knew there was no point and neither did I want to let her down in the sense that, for, uh, that I might need to ask for help. And we had, I was and so bit, if you needed money to buy a train ticket or something, yeah. how did you manage? Well, I didn't buy the train ticket. I did what everyone does when they've got no money and you have to forego things, don't you? Everything. Yeah. New clothes. Pretty much. If I bought new clothes, they would like, I'd spend like a fiver on a pair of trainers that they'd be the trainers that would fall apart in a, in a month. Was there enough to go to the cinema? I had secondhand suits. Cinema? Nope, no cinema. Once, no? A, once a month, maybe cinema. Did you have a television? Mm, there was a television in the house I stayed in. I was sharing with in in, in Clapham. Yeah. Um, and yep, TV. A little bit of that every night. EastEnders. That was when it was kicking off. So we used to all gather around and watch that. 
photocopied well, made good tea and coffee from a, a you know, pretty poor base materials, but I did my best. And then they, they said, you can go to Bonn. <laughs> I had to go to Bonn, and I didn't know where Bonn was. And I didn't know what Bonn was. Uh, is this a wage rise? It, well, going overseas is always a wage rise in the foreign office because they pay your rent and they increase your salary. So it's, not, it's never a bad number. So, but I, there was a problem. There was a problem. I got nicked for fair dodging on a train from London. Because here, here's an example of what happens when you've got no money, Hugh. Oh, wow. You're going to Bonn. I'm going to Bonn in a couple of months. I get nicked for fair dodging on a train from from out Lond- of necessity. It sounds like, of course, London mm. Fenchurch yeah. Street yeah. Yeah. to to Southend, where I was going home oh, for the weekend. And I couldn't afford a ticket, so oh, I, ju- okay. I I bunked it, and I got caught by the guard at the station, and and uh, he he was a big chap with a beard. He wouldn't wouldn't let me go. He's I'm like, oh come on, I just you know I, I don't have any money. I can't afford. It. I just want to come home and see my family, and he no he he wouldn't have it. So he. He, I was reported to the police because it was illegal then to, to, um, you didn't just get a fine. I had to go through a whole like criminal procedure. I had to get a lawyer in London. I couldn't afford that. I think my, I think. So that was, that was uh, on. And Bond, Bond fell apart. I had to go and tell everyone, you see, I had to tell the foreign office what had happened. Yeah. Otherwise, if they find out, then you're in real trouble. So I had to go and tell them what happened and and they cancelled my posting. They said you can't go. You, you've 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 broken the law, and uh, you have a, a, a sort of a. Yeah. Well, it wasn't exactly. It was it was a pretty pretty minor criminal. Were record, you on, so. on legal aid? I was on legal aid, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was fined. I don't know how much it was thirty quid or something like that. Quite a lot of money for for which for, you couldn't afford to pay. Uh, of course not. For, for, I I had to pay. I don't know how I pay. I can't remember how I paid. Actually, I did pay. But I think I might have gone without food for a week. Yeah, of all the things that I was trying to list that might suddenly be expenses that you were looking for money for, I right. never thought that one of them would be fines. Right, for exactly. Criminal activity. I know. I, don't make me feel. Don't look at me like that. Uh-huh. You make me. Feel, so it, it, anyway. No, but, you're still welcome here. You know, some of my best friends are criminals. I might dodge. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I haven't yeah, become yeah. a serial fair dodger as a result. I have to say. Not, well, there you go. But I lost Bond. Bond. Bond just disappeared into the night. And then were you really, really upset by all this thing? I was. I was really. I was really, oh, really. I mean, it turned God, it out sounds traumatic. It turned out okay, but I was really, really upset about losing Bonn, which wasn't one of the most interesting cities. It isn't one of the most interesting cities in the world. It's a city for government, isn't it? So, um, no longer the capital of Germany, indeed. And I was miserable because I thought my basically my career was over. I didn't think I'd be going anywhere. And then four months later. They said, "Would you like to go to Rome?" And I didn't know oh, much about. Wonderful. Didn't know much yeah. about Rome. Didn't really study uh, classics at school or anything like that. But I'd heard of it and I'd seen a bit of it, and I thought that sounds amazing. And they and at the age of twenty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was posted to Rome. I went. I took my first ever flight, first time on a plane ever at twenty years of age. At the right at the back row of a British Airways, London to Rome. At the back row? In the back row. Of the plane? Yeah. And I've got a guy, there's a guy sleeping next to me. And mm-hmm. all the way through, it's, it's a very turbulent flight and I'm spilling all my drinks on him. And he didn't wake up. He didn't wake up even when the plane landed. 
Were you drinking a lot on this plane? Well, yeah, come on. It, I was like I was like 20 and they're walking up and down. I was spilling all my drinks. They're throwing you know, free alcohol at you. I've got this wonderful image of you, a drink in each hand. I've got about, The yeah. plane going up and down and jumping, then the drink is jumping out of the glasses. Pocket full of mini bottles. Onto the know. sleeping gentleman next yeah, to you. Yeah, I know, he's fast asleep. I, I know, if I was a car, I'd be drawing it, you know. I just He's soaked, he's soaked. That was my first, yeah, time, first yeah, time I ever lovely. flew. I was collected at the, at the airport. And you weren't frightened? By what? With the, the turbulence of the trip and the fact that you couldn't keep it no, in the yeah, glass. No, of course, yeah, I'd, never been, I'd, never been, I'd never been in a plane before. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really understand how, what the how, what turbulence was. This was, was normal to you, in fact. He's sleeping next to you. He's not going, whoa. No, he's fast asleep. Yeah, Through yeah, all, yeah. The, all, the, all, the, um, all the turbulence, he stays asleep. I'm bolt upright. And, yeah, giving, and you, giving you an air of normality and reassurance. I've got a bit of booze going down me, so, you know, as well. 20. Normality reassurance. Were you allowed to smoke in uh, You could smoke planes, on the planes in those in days. Those you days. could light up if Did you, you wanted were to. Were you smoking? Um, I was a smoker when I went to Rome. I was a, were I you smoking on the plane? I probably, almost certainly, had a Rothmans. Just the one? Mm, just, the, yeah. I, I didn't have a <laughs> hand. drinks in I your, know, where am I going to put it? I know. I'm just Stick it up my nose. What am I going to do? As a drawing, this is getting a better and better picture. Just like a yeah. minibar stuck on each you hand. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get picked up at the airport, at, uh, at Fiumicino Airport in Rome. The, the embassy sends a car for me. And we go, we drive back in to Rome and... And suddenly there's the Colosseum in front of me and we're going, we go, it's like a large roundabout, the Colosseum. So it's sort of three quarter roundabout. And so there I am, there it is, this, this the Colosseum. I'm, 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 I'm moving around it in the car that's taking me to the embassy, which is about 10 minutes, five minutes from the Colosseum up the hill. And that was breathtaking. That was a breathtaking moment in my life, a, 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 in which I felt that something really, really had changed permanently because I didn't recognise this building. And yet at the same time, I recognised it as one of the great buildings of antiquity. So it had never, such things had never been in my life before, right? Such archaeology, such history had never been. And then suddenly they were manifestly in my life, as I sat in the back of the embassy car being driven off to the like, like landing on another planet. Like landing on another planet. I've just got, I mean, you say it was breathtaking. I've got you looking out of the, the window of the car. Was it a taxi? No, it was, an, it was a, a rover. An embassy car. An embassy diplomatic car. Oh, yes. A rover with a diplomatic rover. plates on rover. it. Yeah, 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 sure. And what you're doing is your mouth has dropped open oh, as yeah. you go past the Colosseum. Yeah. Go round the Colosseum. Yeah. My mouth has dropped into the seatbelt holder be, at that that point. That you should be looking at this extraordinary... Thing in front of you. There it was. There it is. There you know, it remains. You know, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it architecture? Was it lit? No, not in those days. Oh, right. So no. was it night? Uh, I arrived at night. Yeah, I arrived, I arrived at dusk. Should we say that? I seem to remember it's about five-ish, six-ish, something like that. Mm, yeah. So this Colosseum, it all, this Colosseum actually went by you in a sort of shadowy form, mm, full of suggestion. I want to say crepuscular. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but it actually so it looked it looked it, it benefited from the crepuscular light. Right, crepuscular yeah. light. Um, it's not the full crepuscular. It's the it's the calorie free calorie free version, <laughs> isn't it? Can I get a crepuscular light, light please? Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, arrived at the embassy and it was it was pub night. They had a, they still got a pub at the British embassy and went up there and met a whole. A bunch of youngish people like me, people in their twenties, about a crowd of about ten, twelve people, sort of the junior people in their twenties. Got got met all them and pretty much 
pretty much ignored them all for the first, uh, for most of the time I was there because I went out and made my own friends, I suppose. I didn't want to necessarily be friends with the people I worked with. I wanted to see... How old How old were these people you met? In their 20s. Again? They were in their 20s. Tw- yeah, I was 20. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in their 20s. <laughs> and you didn't want to be friends with people of your age? I, t- I, d- I wanted to... I wanted. I decided because of this, this This was a m- most magnificent opportunity and I had, I had no idea what was coming or indeed yeah, how to deal with yeah, it. I decided yeah. that I was going to throw myself in to Roman life as much as I could, which in the beginning meant going out for a few dinners with my colleagues because they knew the nice restaurants that were closest to the embassy and, you know, but it was the same. It was people who spent all day with each other, spending all night with each other as well. And that, that didn't particularly appeal to me at the age of 20. So I think, I think this must have an awful lot to do with there just wasn't anybody there you really clicked with. Maybe that. If there had have been, you'd have done all these things, you'd have explored further, explored mm. Rome, but together, you know, but there wasn't anybody. So you were I decided, what I did is yeah. I went out and bought a very expensive bottle of Lanvin aftershave, right? And, 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 sp- and, and drank that. it in one go. Oh, it's delicious <laughs> bit of ice. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can I smothered see. Myself, That's what I'd do, yeah. I smothered myself in Lanvin aftershave. Oh, my God. I bought, How a, could I, bought, you? I bought a moped, which are called, uh, called a motorino. No, now you're talking, yes. I bought a moped that had British what number plates. What was it plates, called? Had British number plates. Yeah, what was it called? What, the moped? Yeah. It was a Suzuki, I think it was a, okay, like a 50cc okay. or something. And it had British number plates on it. It had obviously been brought out to Italy on the back of a lorry. Legally or otherwise, I don't know. Because you don't ride a moped to Rome from the UK, do you? So it's obviously appeared from somewhere. Not unless you're being sponsored. So I bought this moped. It was £100. After my first, I got my first salary. Salary shoots up fivefold. And, I've, and I'm living in a beautiful apartment uh, paid for by the Foreign Office overlooking the Libyan embassy in Rome. And top floor, it was lovely. I, oh, I loved my apartment in Rome. So I just got to ask you at this point, mm. looking back mm. at what happened mm. over your first posting to Bonn, would you agree with Which the statement, yeah. everything happens for a reason? Well, exactly. Bonn, Bonn <laughs> fell apart and, and Rome, Rome stood up. In, As a result. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Bomb went down, Rome so stood up. So some, somebody out there was going, you're not going to like this. You're going to be very embarrassed and uncomfortable for yeah. a bit, but it is going to pay off. We're going to hurt you for a bit. We're going to hurt, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. I mean, to me, I would have found it absolutely crushing. The gods were raining down their fire I'm on so me. sorry for what you went through. Right. But that it but ends up end on up, the other it, side. It, I ended up yeah. in Rome. I mean, because things don't happen for a reason, do they? Uh, they always look like they do. I don't know. You, That's you, one of the features. I of think you happen stuff. for a reason, Hugh. Sometimes I believe that. Well, yeah, yeah. There's always a reason. There's always a reason why something happens as a result of the thing that happened before. Everything's caused, yeah. but there's no plan set out in the future that these things are working towards. We don't have nobody, any idea. No, nobody of knows what. They're not working towards anything uh, at all. They're just all happening. Fate is invisible. But it, they look like. As you get past them, when you look back, it always looks like, like what Pink happened Whistle. to you yep. happened for a reason because it brought you to where you are now and you're still alive. So it must be, you know, it's, that was good. So there I am, 20 years old, lots of mm. van, a moped with English number plates on it that I bought, uh, not wearing a helmet, of course, 1986 in Rome, don't have to wear a crash helmet. Um, going to bars, pubs, weekends, Italian bars with a, with a couple of, like, you know, English friends but we're you know pointedly striking out towards the italian territory. I, I can tell i can tell you never got knocked off 
Um, I had a ta- I had quite a nasty accident. I hit an oil slick one night going through a tunnel in Rome. I hit an oil slick. You couldn't see it, and the moped and the moped just came out from under me. I was going quite fast. Well, I was about thirty miles an hour. That would, but that's quite fast when you hit an oil slick. And I sl- I slid a- halfway down a hundred meter tunnel on uh, on my side. It was brutal. It was quite nasty. I was very shaken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But- and you weren't wearing a helmet. I wasn't wearing a helmet. And I mean, I I just said, you know, I can tell you, <laughs> you you, uh, you never came off it because otherwise, I mean, um, you would have been very severely damaged. By otherwise, that. I might have banged and, my head and turned but it out also, different. Yeah, it's the quite. Um, yeah. It's the reputation of um, Rome traffic. I might also have banged my head and turned out better. Wouldn't you? Say, oh, of course. Wouldn't you say everything happens for a reason? Uh, wouldn't you say that the Rome traffic is probably the more, the most spontaneous and dangerous and unpredictable and fierce mm. that you've ever come across? Um, it's different to the traffic in India, in Bombay, I think in Mumbai, where I which was is in- even more dodgy. No, I don't know. I don't. Th- I mean, Rome traffic's pretty intense, right? Why is that? Because the Romans, everyone in Italy goes out and has a cappuccino in the morning when they go to work. And mm-hmm. so people are mm-hmm. going out in these little boxes, these little metal boxes, and they're having a, a cappuccino uh, and a, and a, a cornetto, a, a pastry. Is this, a cappuccino? is this just a little one? No, it's not a tiny one. No, that's an espresso is the little one. So a, a, cappuccino. Proper, cup, a proper cup yeah. full of nice, strong coffee. You've got some cappuccino cups on the top shelf in the kitchen there somewhere, I'm sure of it. So it's a lovely, nice, strong burst of coffee. Mm-hmm. You have, you have a, mm-hmm. you have a, uh, you have a cornetto as well, which is then full of sugar. So you have loads of caffeine, loads of a sugar. Cornetto. This is an ice cream cone. No, 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 no. It's a pastry you get. Oh, right. A right? cornetto is a pastry. It's a pastry. Uh, what? And it's named after a horn. It, correct. Because it's, yeah, it's yeah, horn yeah. shaped. Horn shaped. Right? So that's a croissant. That's a croissant. It's an so, Italian croissant. So you have a coffee and an Italian croissant. Uh, everyone gets in their We're cars again. Now I can picture it. Stuff yes. full of caffeine and sugar. And yeah, then everyone yeah. just screams at each other for the next half an hour. Because the, of the on, caffeine and sugar. Exactly. You're on so forgiving. You're so forgiving. You're actually attributing it to some external agency, their diet or something. Well, it's... When you know very well, and so does everybody listening, that it's the nature of the Italians to get in their cars and put their foot on the accelerator and go for it. I mean, this is what we understand. It's it's busy in Rome during rush hour, I have to say. And uh, it's on a moped. You can sort of weave in and out, right? You can. You, you can would go have around. to. You would. Ha- you had narrow misses. You did have I did narrow have misses. Many, I, I, and there was a lot of honking. Yes, there's a lot of honking. That's did very you true. honk? Yeah, but it was a pathetic little moped honk, wasn't it? How did it go? Meep. All right. That was about it. Right. Okay. That, yeah, I know it's rubbish. You can't hear <laughs> That's that. That's all I get out of you. You can't hear that. Oh you well, I'm pity it didn't have a tune or something. All right. So, so got myself a moped. And, and did your friends have mopeds? Uh, your Italian friends. A couple of them had cars. I was the I was the only one with the moped, as right, I recall. Right. So when you went out and you made friends with people who lived yeah. elsewhere in Rome yeah. rather than the people you were working with. Yeah. Where did you meet them? Um, pubs, uh, pubs, mainly. Pubs? Yeah, yeah. Rome has pub- pubs. Yeah, Rome has what? plenty of pubs these what, days. The mermaid's arms and things like that. It's got the mermaid's legs. Um, it's, oh no! Uh, it's uh, they have they have Irish pubs in Rome and 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 you know. And, and you uh, went to the Irish, so you went to the English haunts. Y- yes, exactly. Oh wait, 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 wait! Did but, you speak Italian? I I was beginning to learn Italian. I bet you were. <laughs> at that, at that I was quite good at French at school, so it wasn't it wasn't impossible for me. I'll say that much, right? Yeah, Starting so to speak start. Italian, which is always a wonderful way to proceed in any foreign country. Just learn what you can 
of the language and everything gets easier. As you learnt it. Correct. So you, you enter into that society slowly but surely when you begin to learn And did you let this language. happen naturally, just in the general discourse? I had Italian, um, I had lessons. You had Italian lessons? I had a couple of hours a week language lessons. How lovely, paid for by the foreign paid office. Paid for by the foreign <clears> office. <throat> yeah, good, good. Vi ringrazio foreign office. And um, how long did it take you to acquire enough Italian to just go about and S- talk to everybody? Six months. <clears throat> really, six months? Probably. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just spent a lot of time talking. I played cricket. Cricket was what? Cricket and the beach. Cricket? Cricket and the beach. These Pubs? were my. These, these were how I met. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like being in the UK stuff. <laughs> this is how I met lots of really interesting people, though. Yeah. Italian and. and you met interesting foreign. people playing cricket. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Are you sure I you were awake? <laughs> I loved my cricket. No, no, cricket's but a big thing. It was you a big thing. You picked your finger on one of your pins. I played for Roma. For I played for years. Roma cricket. Club, the famous Roma Cricket Club. I yeah, was, I was yeah. one of there, and we. So in the summer, we play a game. We'd all go out to the uh, to the pub. Uh, Italians and foreigners, all the rest of us, all all just leaping around. Beach the next day on a Sunday. They'd go down south from Rome, two hours south of Rome. There's a, the, my, one of the most beautiful beaches imaginable. It's called Sperlonga, and there there are Roman there were Roman villas there back in the old days, right? And they have a gorgeous beach, and the town is carved out of the rock. It's an absolutely formidable sight when you're, yeah, when yeah. you're coming into Spelonga <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. you see the town. It's literally carved from the rock. It's an extraordinary sight. So what did you take town. this enthusiasm for cricket with you? Oh, yeah. I've had that. You had it before. I've had that since I was about it wasn't just nine. It wonder, wasn't just a wonderful strategy for meeting really interesting Italians. No, it wasn't, but it worked. It, a dream, it worked. obviously. All the letters I, I, I mean, wrote it's home. It's just brilliant. It's so I brilliant. wrote letters home to my... I mean, Italians playing cricket are bound to be quite interesting people. I wrote, they are. I wrote letters, <laughs> I wrote letters home to my mum and dad. Genius, yeah. And every letter, yeah. they were basically all the same. They said, uh, <laughs> I'm playing loads of cricket. I've got a fantastic suntan. And the women here are beautiful. And pretty much every letter I wrote, maybe up about 50 or 60 letters, like one a week for, you know, whatever. Pretty much in, in you know, in, in, in not in necessarily in that order, but the, I covered exactly the same ground every single time. And I'd say, I miss you loads. Uh, the cricket's great. I sometimes stuck a photograph of me in, in like, with my tan. Uh, in, did you get talking to any of these beautiful Italian trunks. women? Well, yes, I did. Of course I did. Yeah. No, yeah. I was, I, and I was very happy to do so. I bet. I had some lovely... And did they talk back? They did. They talked back, but quite quickly. So I had to try... I had to yeah, ask so this they, is, yeah, this is why you learnt it all in six months. If they wouldn't mind slowing down a bit. To chat up women because, but, in Italian. But every, well, <laughs> everybody... I mean, that should be the book. How to chat up women in Italian. Give it to a in, load of... In, in really poor uh, Italian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Teenagers or yeah, uh, young 20-year-olds and they pick it up in no time it. at all. They learn, Itali- they learn the Italian language and Italy will be very grateful to... Is yeah, always yeah. grateful to anyone who speaks the Italian language. That's a beautiful thing about... Italy, mm. because the language isn't spoken anywhere else in the world. Of course, it's not like French, or West Africa, or Spanish, uh, Latin South America, right? It's, it, it's Italy. It's only in Italy that Italian is spoken. And there's a wonderful thing about the Italians. Right, and they, right, they, right. they really mm. admire you for learning the, learning the Italian language, right? There's they a, there's a real bond yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, make. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I, I've always been a little bit in awe of that. I'd love that about Italy. And so... How to win friends and influence well, Italians, yeah, learn Italian. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, it, you makes know, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It, but much, but much, they're much more proactive in thanking you in a way or appreciating you because you speak the language than we are in England, for example. Well, do we don't the, care. We wait, don't, wait, we wait, don't, wait a minute. What about the Welsh? Do, would the Welsh appreciate you learning Welsh? 
I would love speak to th- it in Wales. Yes, I would hope so. I would think they you would go, find that. Oh, and you're stumbling over the words, and you can hardly get it out right, and the yeah. grammar's all wrong. Yeah. Do they encourage you, or do yeah. they look down their um, noses at you and say, you well, know, they, leave our language alone? They'd be it's poor. Too they'd be poor teachers if they weren't. If they only they might be poor teachers. They yeah. might be very proud Welsh people. Yeah. I th- well, I think they don't want their territory invaded. I'd like know? to think a proud Welsh person would welcome someone who is learning Welsh. And stumbling around, and stum- and all the stumbling that like that entails. Prince Charles, in fact, right? Does he speak? Is he a Welsh speaker? Yes, yeah, is he? he is. And and his uh, his efforts to learn Welsh are recorded on the Crown, beautifully played. Oh, the uh, the yeah, TV show rather yeah, than yeah, the Crown. Yeah, yeah. He's going to wear. But it is one. It is one of the most stunning of the episodes. Right, is Prince Charles learning Welsh. Learning Welsh. I haven't. I haven't seen that you one. Know, treat yourself sometime. Anyway, so you picked up the. <laughs> so I had. I was anyway. I was at the beach. I was eating the. I was eating. I was in Rome, a gorgeous apartment, blown away by the city. The temperature was just fantastic. Um, just a sense of complete freedom and complete license, I suppose. These were. This was like you know the late eighties. So I think that there was there was a lot more of that perhaps around. And going to parties and going to the occasional do at the at the ambassador's residence nightclubs. I met Gina Lola Brigida. Really? I met Gina Lollobrigida at the Queen's birthday party at the ambassador's residence, a place called Villa Volkonsky, which is in San Giovanni region area of, of the city of Rome. It was the former SS headquarters uh, during oh the God. Second World yes, War. Yes, yes, but They'd all gone. This was Villa Volkonsky. They've all gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the ambassador lives there. And uh, every year, Queen's birthday party, early June. Um, and everyone in the embassy has to show up. And then that, that's when all the, the dignitaries are invited. Was there a cake? Did she have a cake? Uh, I think there was a, there was a cutting of a cake. I mean, there were always, there were probably been about three or 400 people at this party. And you sang Happy Birthday? I think we sang the national anthem. Ah, oh, right. I think okay. we were lined up to sing the national anthem, like, 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 like cute little choir people. And, uh, and no singing happy birthday. With the hangovers. No cake with, um, how many candles would be on Lots it? of great Something food. Well, She'd have been this, in her 40s. At this point, a bit 40s, later. 40s, 50s? Yeah. 60 candles, something 60 like that. 60 candles. So yeah. we're that age of birthday cake. Something it's a like that. risk, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? It is. You don't want too many. Yeah, yeah. So lovely parties there. And uh, and I just, I, I start to grow into myself as a person. What do you mean by that? Because I had you- <laughs> well, because I start to feel myself changing as a person and and, and having what a way? different view on life and and seeing things perhaps uh, more in terms of how the Italians see life, which is always amazing. They're so good at doing this in England. In this country, we ninety five percent is work and like five percent is what just getting pissed with your mates, right? Whereas talking about how you travelled from one place to the next. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Italy is, they do this really well. They break it down. So they have 10% for uh, family, 10% for food, uh, 10% for beach, uh, 10% for holidays, 10% for work, 10% for siesta. Uh-huh. It's siesta yes. in the afternoon, 10%, 10%, 10%. They do that really well. They cat, They block off their lives really successfully such that they're not super, super stressed about work all the time, which perhaps we are in this part of the world because it's it's 95% of our daily existence or interaction. Did you or, mention football? No, there would be, in Italy, there would be 10% football as well. No question. Yeah, you can have that. So I've only got about eight, 10% so far. There's a couple I'm, I'm missing. So You're not really into Italian football, are you? I'm not really into football. Right. That's the reality. Um, and... 
I'm so I start to kind of begin to recognize myself in terms of those things and, and those those compartments, if you like, rather than the one massive compartment. And did you feel I mean, you so loved Italy. I, I became it. less English. Yeah. So you're quite happy to become an Italian. I wanted to I wanted more, more than anything in the world at that time. Mm. I wanted to be a Roman. What do you mean? I wanted to, because I... You mean an ancient Roman? No, a, a contemporary Roman. Well, it's very different. Everybody, you know, I mean, uh, in in any sort of um, discourse that uh, people had, because they used were so, the word, I want to be a Roman, they were it so would mean cool. the ancient Roman. They were so cool with how they walked and how they stood. And do they call and, themselves Romans in that same way? The Romani, yes, the Romans. Yeah. I thought Romans were the coolest, but they dressed mm. so, they dressed so fabulously. They just looked so good when they walked. They smelled great. I'm struggling had, thinking really, of these wonderfully uh, sophisticated, beautifully dressed people um, mm, as Romans. They're really cool know, sunglasses. Which I see. I mean, you haven't seen plebs, have you? The uh, the comedy situation no, comedy. No, I haven't. Yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, and so, and that, that really does that. That is the stereotype Roman, and they've got sort of uh, sh- short tunics on and belts and uh, and sandals. Okay. There's a couple yeah. of thousand years between those Romans. And I know. The Romans I can't I'm hear you about. talk about Romans without picturing. Oh, I see. You know. Well, the, Ro- the proper, okay. the proper. <laughs> well, then there's ancient Roman, there's modern Rome, isn't there? And they call themselves, yeah. So they say, I mean, I'd adjust eventually. I'd adjust. <laughs> You'd take the tunic off. Right. I get it. You no, know, eventually I'd be able to hear the word Roman without picturing the yeah. Romans. Yeah. And I'd start thinking of sophisticated genealogical. Genealogical. Genealogical breeder. No, no, certainly not. Genealogical. I met her. I blush at the thought. I met her at the ambassador's residence once. I said, good evening, madam. And, yes. uh, to and her, what did she we say? We were all up. She waved a hand at me. Oh, right. right. Was that a gesture? She like, had to meet. We were all in the, the long line. the back of her hand go away? Or was it yes, like, no, it was, it was next, please, I think. We, oh, we were all in a very long line to meet her and we all had to shuffle past her and say good evening, madam, like that. She was, yeah. she was royalty. Did you have a girlfriend at the time? Um, I had a, I had a girlfriend. When was this? This would have, so Gina Lola Brigida would have been 1987, I think, June 87. So I'd been in Rome a year at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had, I was 21. I'd had, I'd had like lots of girlfriends and, 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 you know, and that I was just exploring and this is what I mean by sort of growing into myself as well. Right. Um, so things were just, things have changed. Things have changed. All these girlfriends came after you went to Italy. Yeah. Did you have girlfriends in London? Um, I'd never really had a girlfriend before I went to Italy when I was mm, 20. This is what I was suspecting. Right. I'd never, <laughs> never had a girlfriend really yeah, before yeah, then. Yeah. And then when you got to Italy, you turned your back on all the English people in the foreign office. I went out. Well, that, that's, yeah. that's a bit, a bit of a severe way of looking at it, but I didn't turn my back on them because I had to go and work there after all. So that was my daily bread and butter, was rocking up to the yeah, embassy. Yeah, okay. And, so, you, so you were sociable and friendly and you yeah. totally unturned back at work to these people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, okay, exactly. Okay. So living two no, lives. No, no, I was just like. being a bit too, too, too dimensional. No, just living two, two kinds of lives. you got out into the social life. You yeah. went to pubs where there were English and other foreign people. Irish, English, Irish, Americans. So what was the nationality of the first girlfriend you had? Uh, she was Welsh. Ah, Actually, yes. she was Welsh. Did you learn Welsh? I didn't learn Welsh. Any Welsh? She didn't have to learn English. Hers was pretty passable. Did she speak Welsh? She wasn't a Welsh speaker, as I remember. Oh, well, okay. Um, she was from Tony Pandy. Mm-hmm. And um, her nickname was Randy Mandy from Tony Pandy. 
did, yeah. And yeah. Uh, did you um, eschew that? Did you suppress it? Did you? Uh, did I? Did I use that yes, nickname? Did you, in no, front of her? no. Did no. you yeah, grab a people who called her Randy Mandy or whatever? Did it was I from no, Tony I, Pandy I by the shirt collar I didn't, and tell them to behave? No, you can't do that. You don't 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 go grabbing people by shirt collars. That's just too angry. Were you cross that they called her Randy Mandy yes. from Tony Pandy? Yes. Eventually, I was, and then it. Oh, but, but Randy, furious. Randy, Mandy, and I didn't last. We didn't. We didn't last. We were going out for about six months. That Obviously, she was the love of my months, life. She was the love of my takes, life. Honestly, six months of a relationship yeah. takes years to get. Six over months is sixty sometimes. years. I six months you. is a long time. I used to say, if you have a relationship for a certain amount of time, mm. it'll take you twice that amount of time, mm. if not three, to get over it. But it was okay. I got over it, and then I went. I was out in the piazzas in Rome in the in the evenings, and you know. And you were lonely drinking, at that time. Drink, no, just, I was with people sometimes. I was yeah, sometimes on no, my own, but, but not with a girlfriend. Mm, everything. Not always. No, no, not always. So, so, so because I, you were thinking of her. No, I don't. I didn't have that deeper relationship with with Randy Mandy from Tony Pandy. Um, uh, we, 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 I'm going to get him by the shirt collar. Sp- no, so you you're, now you're trying to say that me up about her again. Collar, <laughs> I'll punch you. you on the nose. Um, no, it's okay. It, oh. So I was out in the piazzas uh, of a you know spring summer evenings, perfect temperature, lovely, gorgeous light yeah. bouncing off the marble all over the place. In a Fountains, loosely mixed social people just people situation. in on yep. people yep. in Italy, people in Rome, Romans and and foreigners and tourists just just living. F- Fully, I think, just living lives, going out for dinner and and, and staying out and, and having a lovely coffee at eleven at night. You'd love it, and and um, yes, coffee late at night. Right, I night mean, I don't drink coffee in the morning. I drink it late at night. Italian nightlife, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Just, just out in the piazzas there, in the you know, with the sun going down, have mm. a drink, sit on the fountain, drink a beer, watch the world go by. Hang out with people. Do it, you mind me being interested in the girlfriends? And are you uh, still are you still going to are you still going on about that? Yeah, I want to know. I want to. I would get an idea of your social life. I want to know if um, there was somebody either that you were hankering after that you would really love to get together oh God, there was with. Always someone I was hankering yeah, after that I would right. love to get together with. Absolutely. This yeah. is this is while you were describing that social situation you yeah. were in there. That's all I wanted to know. That there yeah. was somebody you were hankering. Oh, my after. heart did ache for, but not for for, a, for more than one. Is this when you started writing poetry by any chance? Funnily enough, funnily enough, I've I've still got somewhere some poems I wrote in Rome at my dining room table in the lovely apartment that the Foreign Office were paying for at about two in the morning. I would have drunk a, a bottle of wine. Hmm. I was doing that classic, that that classic twenty-one-year-old who hasn't who hasn't really been a sixteen-year-old because life was different as a teenager. But now I'm twenty-one, being sixteen, up at two in the morning, having drunk a bottle of wine, pouring my heart out in this sort of in this sort of gushy, lovelorn poetry about somebody in some, particular. Some decent rhymes. But yeah, th- about somebody in particular. Of course, about the absence of somebody in particular. About- well, yes, except that very much present to you, your mind and yeah. heart. How impossible it was there to... with you. Oh, Everywhere I, you go, my throat you think went, about her every day. My, well, there was more than one, though, Hugh. I mean, my throat went what? dry when I thought of these beautiful women. There were more than one. Oh, well. My throat went dry. I didn't... I didn't. Uh, That's not quite so dedicated as I had you a moment ago. No, If well, there's two, then you divided attention, yeah. you know, sort of... Oh, good I, on- I, I would personally, I would rather pine just for one person okay. at a time. Personally pine for one person. 
at a time. Pining the pine yes. of the porcupine. I think the, uh, the, the person that I was pining for yeah. wouldn't appreciate it if I was pining for somebody else as well. But the person you were pining for had to know that you were pining for them at that point. Not necessarily. The imagination. In their, no, I would be, yeah. I think the women I was pining for didn't know I was pining for them. Absolutely not. No, no, no. no so no. I spent a lot of time pining. It's very important that, that women shouldn't know that they are being pined for. Great food. Motorino. Because they take advantage of it. Beautiful weather. Lovely country, having an amazing time, and at the same time, lovelorn and pining, and 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 just again, I I can only say I'm sort of growing into myself. And can you can you remember any line from any of these poems? Well, the poems that I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one called. There was one called. Uh, didn't really have a title. It was writing poetry when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. want to use thought, but I use the word thunk. That was one of my. That was one of my better poems, actually. This was a love poem, wasn't it? No, that was a poem when I just finished a bottle of wine at three in the morning. And did it turn into a love poem? It, that, no, it forever only remained those two lines. Oh right, which are just, which complete work. A, a, fripper, a complete a work. All right, all right, all right. They're a travesty of poetry. Oh, because traditionally, when you start, when you are inspired to write poetry by writing poetry for some particular girl who you. Of course, whose attention you want to yeah. uh, attract, whose heart you want to win. But I couldn't show the girls. Yeah, yeah. Then it, so a lot of the poetry at that age is about love. It and, never uh, reached its target. Though. Unrequited love, exactly. especially. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. A lot of it was that. A yeah, lot of it unrequited wasn't for unrequited love, love. You know, there wouldn't be so yeah. much poetry in the world. Yeah, rhyming pasta with I don't know basta something and else. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's the substitute and... for the requirement of the love. Yeah. It's the poetry. Yeah. But they do like to read the poems, even if they're not requiting your love. You know, later on, they like to read the well, wonderful they, the, things that were written about them. These beautiful how, women who I was... Completely... How they glided through the evening looking like a vision of stars and all mm. the rest of it. Exactly. In Rome. How in Rome. Yeah. In Rome. I can talk about more about that next time. I can, I can give you... Um, we, can have, uh, we can have part three. We can have the move to, the move to Asia, maybe. Oh uh, yes, next time. yes, yes. I love, I love, and next time, right? And next time, <laughs> appearing at the bottom the of move, the program. Let's have the move to Asia, have, and yeah, that can be sort of Daniel Farnock's yes, part a note there. three. So, oh, have we exhausted Italy, or can we go back there every now and again? We'll go in, and we'll 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 do some more next time. Talk I think. about the food, maybe. We'll things, do some yeah. other things. You other things that you acquired when you were there. We'll do some more. What we haven't done today, and what we need to do. Remember Ralph in uh, yeah, Ralph. Oh, in, Ralph's Ralph's, the, Ralph's yes, silence. Ralph in New York City. Now, for for those who didn't weren't here last time. Ralph was a, wrote a Talk letter to us. Talk less and say more. Ralph wrote a letter to us uh, from New York City, and it said, uh, uh, "Dear Hugh and Daniel, I, I've just listened to your podcast. Um, why don't you why don't you sp- uh, speak less and say more?" Uh, from Ralph in New York City, and we decided that Ralph was probably had a perhaps a frenetic, noisy life in in, in the big smoke. This over is there. what we deduced. Yes, and so he we made, excused him. He was hankering. His rude remark. Ralph's hankering. So what we what we had was a, was a sort of a, a moment. Yes, of, we totally embraced him. Ralph. I counted down him. from five. We're going to do it now. We're going to have our Ralph moment of the week right now. Ralph in New York City, this is for you. Pleasure chatting to you. I hope you're all having a lovely day out there. Um, uh, the feeling is mutual, Daniel. Oh, I have loved it too. Yeah, fantastic. So that's, that's uh, I'm Daniel Roy Connolly. And I'm Hugh Bernays. And that's goodbye from us at the Anarchist Monastery. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, folks. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.